0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times— to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com/slash worthit.
2: Hi, I'm Imri and welcome back to the Wanna Be Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I wanted to give a huge thank you to everyone that completed the Bose survey for me. It's been great having them as a sponsor and I'm so happy you supported the partnership and shared your thoughts on the podcast and the feedback was so positive and loads of really helpful tips for me to go forward with. Prisca is back again today and we are answering your most pressing questions, including how do I pitch myself as a guest on a podcast? Do you have any tips for launching a natural hair magazine? And is blogging a waste of time? So let's get into it. Hi, Priska, welcome back. Hello,
3: thank you for having me again. It's always it's always fun coming back. Um, it is. And just like this is how I do my like connecting with the community even more. And yeah, twenty nine days out of the month I am working, and then one day I am here. I am like ah. Well, twenty-seven. Yeah, February is a short-ass month. I'm so upset at how short it is. I like. I it. could do with a, a I couple got extra early. bits. Hey. Oh man, <laughs> for me, it's like um, what happens is when we're towards the end of the month, it like contracts always are like trying to get signed before the next month so we can start work. Yeah, and like now I had like two days instead of like
2: five. Oh, so it's So it's like ah, <laughs> oh. but yeah, it's all good. Speaking of. Contract. There's nothing to talk about with contracts. (laughs) Contracts. (laughs) I've just got job interviews on job interviews. So I've got some exciting things potentially coming up, but we can talk Uh about it next month once they've happened and I'm not jinxing them. So, as per usual, it's Wednesday. So it's listener questions. So many questions. So, the first question comes from a person I want to be, wanted to be anonymous. So, we're going to go with Marie. Um, Uh Hi, Imri. I'm interested in promoting my blog and I'd love to be a guest on a podcast like yours and other similar platforms. How should I pitch myself? Do you accept guest pitches? What makes you say yes? Imri, what makes you say yes? Honestly, I'm actually really bad at accepting pitches. Mm. Um, Mm. There is something very, in me personally, this is not true for everyone, uh, where someone pitches themselves to me that kind of I find slightly off-putting mm. <laughs> and I don't know what that is maybe it's because it's something that I personally just would not do right. um so I can't relate to like just kind of being so boastful about yourself <laughs> mm. <laughs> even though by virtue of applying for jobs that's literally what you're doing uh, but yeah I, I don't know i it's been really rare that I've said yes be out of from an unsolicited pitch like when I've put it out that i want guest pictures um, i'm more inclined to kind of like go through those and actually say oh okay yeah. but if um someone who just comes out the blue i'm just like i don't i don't know if you're not on my radar yeah. then why would i
3: so here's a tip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give you a messed up tip because imri is here and technically is supposed to be like quiet but um <laughs> i guess imri has as you know she has a podcast called the wannabe um and she has in the past done stuff with people that have releases so if you've got something you want to promote but you you're not using Imri as like a PR move but you genuinely feel like that thing that you're doing can bring Mm. value to the audience um get somebody else (laughs) to email her (laughs) (laughs) and and promote what you're doing do a press release you know let her see it and and yeah and then that may
2: work that may work it does work more so I tend to accept for me personally i accept pictures from like the agents or managers or whoever's running the publicity for someone yeah um and if i genuinely feel like it's of value to the listeners i actually tend to select guests based on the listeners less so for myself when i started it was definitely about who i like and who i'm interested in speaking to um and i guess you guys vibed with it so now it's because now you have a community right so it's like like
3: they're your peoples. So you have to do I mean, stuff for them. So I yeah.
2: definitely chose Prisca and that was a right call. So. <laughs> I chose you too. <laughs> it was a mutually beneficial <laughs> thing. <laughs> but um, in terms of other platforms, yeah, you can definitely pitch because I know there are other podcast platforms yeah. that definitely want guests Um and don't know how to go about getting them. And sometimes if your story is very interesting, but it is a case of just making sure that what you want to come on and talk about very much aligns with that listener base. And it's that, and I mean, it has to align with them, not because you want them, but because they would be interested in what you have to say and what you have to offer um, more so than what you can gain from them being your customers. I am. But yeah. Um, Sorry, I don't normally just say yes to unsolicited pitches unless someone else put you forward. Um, Also, just to be completely honest as well, I would say that, you know, you have to have like a good track record of being out and about um, for me. So... The podcast tends to have high achieving, mostly women, but men are welcome as well. Tends to be high achieving people. They've kind of built up a nice community for themselves. Um, They have kind of a loyal fan base. So those are things that I would also look at as a whole package to make sure that it's going to work for me. But again, have someone else do it, like Friska said. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you want to add to that? No, I said my piece. Cool, cool. Second (laughs) question. Hey ladies, I'm currently working towards starting my own online editorial, like Natural Hair magazine. Okay. My question is how do you suggest I engage readers? My personal social media platforms aren't super popular, and I'm a bit discouraged of launching later this year because of it. Any suggestions or tips from Denisha?
3: So a nat she wants to launch a natural hair
2: platform. Yeah, I guess like a online magazine that's quite editorial in focus. Um.
3: I think already I have a couple of views on the, the, the media, the publishing media industry. It's shifted a lot. Yeah. Um, of course people are still reading things, but they're reading things that come from renowned publications. Yeah. Um, and, but they're viewing a little bit more. So already you need to think about the way that landscape has changed. You know, what format are people going to pay attention to the most? What's the mm-hmm. best way to get engaged people? And of course, as you can see, it's audio and video, um, unless you have some really influential natural hair enthusiasts on your platform that can redirect people to your page. Um, so just because it is hot, it's going to be hard and I'm not saying it should be easy, but it's going to be so hard. Like I, I have experience working with magazines that are trying to get themselves off the ground and the most, um, the most impressions and clicks came from articles where they had people that already had reach. Yeah. So reach out to natural hair people and give them uh, and, and be honest with them. You yeah. know, say, be honest, like I'm starting out and this is the reason why I want to do this. I'm interested in you because boom, 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 boom. And I'd appreciate if, if I could do an interview with you and it would only take 20 minutes. Yeah, that's
2: that. I would agree with that. Um, you want to start reaching out. Definitely get some influencers involved. And yeah, you're right. It's so hard to launch anything that, uh, brand new which involves a lot of writing yeah um people just the, the attention span has just shifted and it's not because people like shorter things it's actually because audio runs quite long yeah and videos seem to be running even longer now yeah. um so it's a case of how are, how are people going to engage with that content because yeah. they want to be quite passive and reading <laughs> is incredibly active yeah um so yeah it's going to be a tough one but i think think Prisca has led you in the right direction. Next question.
1: (laughs) This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times. To spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimescom slash it. <laughs> Hi,
2: Emery and Preska. Hi. Hey. Uh, oh, and- she said our name. Both like, of what's, us. What's good? <laughs> I love these monthly episodes. Thanks. Oh, uh, thank you. I've been thinking about starting a blog, but everyone is telling me it's a waste of time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was just speaking
2: about. (laughs) Well, so funny you've said that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was thinking of using Medium first. Have you used it? Would you recommend it? Thank you in advance. Love the show. Ria.
3: Um, So Medium is quite popular amongst technology, marketing, media, um, people yeah so if that's the industry you're going in medium is perfect if you're trying to do fashion then putting it on medium will not make sense to that to that audience um like i just said and uh, hopefully you've been listening from the beginning that blogging has completely changed um i actually haven't said this out loud and i've had this conversation with my business partner and um the of blogging has changed mm-hmm. if you realise that posting a picture of you outside next to this really amazing aesthetic wearing items and stuff like that yeah it doesn't work don't not that I mean don't that no, it doesn't work, but people don't a consume of people. Yeah, and people don't consume like that, that anymore. Remember when blogging was popping? Yep. And now, like that was only like in the last ten yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> in the even in the last year, blogging has changed. Yeah. P- blogging is not as um, is not as uh, successful as it used to be because people realize I don't need to read a really long blog post. I need to just go to your Instagram. You're going to tag the brand. You're going to write a caption, and you're good. Yeah. So. I definitely I wouldn't say it's a waste of time. I mean, again, like you might have something so unique that it works, but just based on what I said, make sure that you're a little bit strategic with it so you can draw people in through other audiences. Um and and maybe do like a shade room format as well. Like oh. make run your Instagram like it's a blog. Yeah. You know, and and cuz people are happy to read semi-long things on Instagram. That's true. Um or learn prep um learn how to uh turn your words into videos you know learn that skill you can use after effects you can use premiere pro um final cut pro i don't really recommend but you can use that nonetheless it has text and video um and that and then you can do your blogs in that format yeah so try and diversify the way in which you are promoting the information you're going to do on this blog but i don't think doing putting information
2: out there is a waste of time no i agree with that um And I do agree with the Instagram thing because I actually post up and will sit on someone's Instagram page reading captions forever. I have read whole essays and I'm like, why have I I done this? Half the time I get to the bottom, like this was not worth my time, but thank you anyway. This is a blog
3: post. But then when you think about it, it's like Instagram is something you do for other things. Whereas with blog posts, you have to go to that specific website. And then once you go to that specific website, you have to come off of it or you have to explore the website. It's long. Yeah. whereas with Instagram you can read someone's posting you know that you can just go straight to the search bar and find Beyonce
2: yeah what I do the only downside to that um, is that you don't own Instagram yeah. so there has been that running yeah. joke especially in the last couple of weeks for sure like what would your would you ha- still have a business if Instagram changes the algorithm or yeah. shuts down tomorrow it's probably not going to shut down i will just change the algorithm on you um, and I think it is worth just des- definitely having your own property so owning website Definitely. real estate you
3: know what thank you for that because i didn't think of that and yeah I agree. I have agree. it
2: there and make sure that like even if it's just kind of d- double posting because i don't think like S- uh, instagram posting is going to mess up your seo personally it's just not um it just doesn't work like that but um or for now it doesn't anyway but making sure that you also have like a space that you can call your own and you can redirect people to or you'll ha- you'll get get really good at copywriting and writing headlines that can mm. say and the links now in my bio if you want to yeah find the rest of this story yeah. um and there is like a conspiracy theory instagram don't even ask me why i follow this but they are insane um but it's called like in case you didn't know and it's missing the eye from the in case yeah, So it's just in case you didn't know. And I guess Instagram started deleting a lot of their posts because they would be talking about major players in the industry. Now, whether this stuff oh, is okay. true, there's a lot. It's very conspiracy theory heavy. Um, So the guy started up a blog, which he... I think people can pay like a dollar to access. So that's how he switched it off. Oh, amazing. I switched over. He still posts the stuff on his page. Yeah. He won't add and put names in. He'll start the story and then say, if you want to find out what I'm talking about. But he built up that community first. So there now people want the information they go to the blog you can There's still demand, access yeah. yeah and you can pay to have like un, i guess unlimited access to that and it's like super cheap so there are that's loads of different idea. ways that you can that's a good strategy Yeah, that i, I definitely
3: don't think that's a good strategy and i agree with you the blog blog post as well and if you're if you're not going to have a blog um you're just going to go into instagram always uh, have a go on to google docs create a document and um, like putting some tables, number the table by the date that you post it, and just copy and paste it in there, so you have it somewhere. Yeah. So in case you do want to start a website, you can just pull it on there. Like on Squarespace, you can add blog posts, but you can change the date that it was uploaded. Oh, nice. Even if you've up, if you've uploaded it, like let's say today, you can change the date to like tomorrow. Yeah. And it will show to people that it was uploaded yesterday. Nice. Um, and then that way, at least like people still that. still it still aligns with the time frame in case like a lot of your blog posts are contextual.
2: Yeah. Cool. And yes, I do recommend Medium. Um, I yeah, like it. I like it. I like, I like it a lot. Um, like it. It's got a community that's already built in. It's a perfect place to start if you're in the industry, press convention mentioned before. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Hi, ladies. I don't know if you're the right people to help me with this, but I thought I'd ask as it's about social media and work. I work full-time in finance, but I had an incident which spilled onto social media that was pretty sensitive and personal. Some people at work follow me and saw what happened and I'm really embarrassed. They haven't said anything to me so far, but it's awkward. Any advice? Cheers, Dwayne. I mean, I don't know much about the situation that happened. I
3: wish I knew. I wish I knew
2: too, but I I guess if it's really personal and sensitive, you don't really want to be. Just because it would give this this some weight. Um, Um, I'm guessing it's not something that you would carry into the workplace by any means. So... This is a tough one because if they haven't said anything, and it's, I'm guessing by the time, I think we got this question like a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, there's not been a follow up. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic.
0: Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the
2: good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? so i'm gonna assume that they're just kind of just moving awkwardly yeah um my instincts would say my personal instincts would be continue to ignore it until it's less awkward (laughs) that's what i would do yeah i'll just keep it pushing that's what i would "Mm do that's what i would do would you like tea tom yeah
3: i'll keep i'll keep it pushing because one thing about the workplace is um one thing about life is things blow over yeah i love the quote this too shall pass yeah most things like can just disappear over time um, and something like that is personal anyway you don't want to bring it back up and you don't want to get people's opinions yeah because and then you know you know how the workplace can be sometimes somebody will then say to somebody else you know or well, sometimes somebody can say to somebody else oh hey Um, she had this conversation with me and then it will go on and then people bring their opinions back into it and it might give, um, the issue more of a time and you, you don't really want that. So I would do what would do, make it less awkward to the point where you may not even have to address it. Or if you do address it, it can turn into like a Tiffany Haddish joke. Wait, what? She's really good at, like, turning <laughs> serious things into jokes. I call them, like, Tiffany Haddish jokes. I care. Watch her I interviews.
2: Like, she, I, yeah. I've watched a few. She is insane. She's uh, hilarious. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's hilarious in a weird way, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you said. Um, I don't, I just feel like you just keep it moving. And if it becomes, like, insanely uncomfortable, um, then you might want to address it with whoever seems to be the ringleader of that uncomfortableness. But it seems like everyone seems to be chilling. Yeah. Um, and kind of like equally probably as embarrassed about the yeah, fact that they've that seen whatever is. the hell that was. Um, and no one's really trying to bring that up and make it like a whole issue. So, you know, just kind of act as if nothing's happened. Keep it moving as normal. Where, If it gets really bad, look for another job somewhere else. That's my, that's my humble advice. <laughs> um, next question Hi Emery and Preska I was listening to last week's episode with Amma And it made me think of the one syndrome If the one syndrome is something you both experienced And what did you do about it Love the show, you're both killing it Louise
3: Thank you Louise, Thanks, Louise. Thank, you. thank you Honestly thank you that was, That's, that's
2: going to get me through Um,
3: The one syndrome yes. Define that for me What? Well, how would you so define
2: that? Amma described it as The person that is brought in to the room to prove to be the exception to the rule. I think that's how okay. She yeah, it. I remember. I remember her. Yeah, saying the exception so to the rule so you're brought in to say, you know as a representative for all of your kind and then most people assume that you're there to tick a box um as opposed to being highly qualified and like as if you're not coming from a fully qualified pool of talented individuals that mm. happen to also look like yourself um so yeah people kind of already diminish your experience um, diminish your abilities before you've even walked into the room because you are from a diverse background and you're also the only one that's there because you know there's like requirements by the government to have like a certain level of diversity mm. they're not allowed to discriminate um so yeah that's kind of the one syndrome and that can play into people's minds um more extensively when you feel like another person who looks like you comes into that space is there to, for your job and you feel threatened by that person um or that individual and you feel like you have to do everything in your power to protect your spot so you restrict opportunities you restrict um mm. their access to information you make their life a little bit more difficult um because you're trying to fight for your one spot because you feel like there's only one spot and not the fact that like there's already two of you in the space so clearly there's two so so know.
3: who would make it more difficult would it be person let's just say the person asking the question would it make it more difficult for somebody else or somebody else who'd
2: come th- in would it make it more difficult for the person um i imagine that the person coming in with would- In the mind of someone who's, let's say, let's put an example of, okay, we're both working at, I'm not gonna put a company name in it because I got in trouble for doing that once. Um, (laughs) Let's say we work for a mythical company called Carmen Ultra. (laughs) Carmen Ultra. I know, Carmen Ultra. Um, I work there as like head of marketing. Yeah. And you come and, I don't know your job title I just know that you know they're interviewing for some someone yeah. in marketing they're bringing a new person in you get interviewed and you ultimately get offered a job let's say you are offered I don't know marketing coordinator yeah um and you do really well like you are first at the job you're kind of offering new suggestions you're just killing it killing the game and we're both of the same hue yeah we're both yeah, yeah. we're both black so that's, women that's in that's that a context key thing. Okay, yeah. um but then cuz you're doing really well you're getting loads of praise And then I just, I'm head of marketing. So I have the ability, I have the benefit of being there longer. Um, I also have the loyalty of people around me potentially. And then I kind of make your job a little bit more difficult. So you ask me questions and I don't answer. Or I don't give you straight (laughs) answers. I don't respond to your emails. Or you come to me like woman to woman and I'm just like, (laughs)
3: woman to woman come to me as a woman
2: (laughs) you cute but I can't I can't help you with that like you need to figure that out by yourself and I start treating you with a slightly more hostile thing because I I, out of fear I'm scared that you're here to take my job and I can see that you're clearly talented and there's there can only be one of us here in this position Um, and if it's going to be one of us it's going to be me so that kind of mentality so I feel threatened by the new person coming in but yeah
3: now the question...
2: So the question is, if it's something we've both experienced and what did we do about it? I did. Did you?
3: Yeah. I did experience it, actually, at my old job. Um, I knew I was leaving anyway, but I, was strugg- I wasn't I was struggling. I just didn't care to you do cared. something. <laughs> I didn't care to do something. So they brought somebody else in, but she's really good. She was really good at it, like really good. And for a second, right, I felt like, oh my God, is she in here to take my job? Even though I knew I was leaving. yeah. And when, one thing I realised that was, that was my ego, mm. right? I didn't care. Now, I'm, I, di- I was going to leave, but for some reason I still cared. And that was the ego. And that is not a positive thing nonetheless. So the moment I just acknowledged that that's the ego I was like, I need to stop this. This is not going to benefit me. It's not going to benefit her. And what is for you will be for you. So let's say I was staying in that job. If she was going to take over my job, then it is what it is. Maybe that's what was supposed to happen. I was supposed to leave that job anyway. Yeah. Right. So don't let those situations kind of turn you into such a negative person. But what I then did is I, I was training her. Yeah. I, I was literally that situation i just i just started training her and and then you just realized that like you two actually become friends yeah <laughs> and as much as i then left you know she, she i left knowing that she was like somewhat cool we were somewhat cool and that and that made me feel good you know that somebody else came in the space and she was a woman of color she wasn't she wasn't a black woman but she was a woman of color and i felt like you know what uh it's all good like there's nothing wrong with that, so I kind of I've had that situation, yeah. Um, where I did feel like they did put her in there to kind of get me out. Um, and a funny story, I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone, but they got me out sooner than I wanted to leave. Yeah, um, which for me was like whatever. It was like I get another week off, and it was Christmas or <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, so but um, it was alright. You know, yeah. what is for you will be for you, and and those situations like feeling like you know the the one syndrome and stuff like that, they will make you act up. And it will take you out of your character and you should never, ever let somebody else or situation take you out of your character. You know, you owe, you owe, you owe it to yourself to be great. You owe it to yourself to be powerful. You owe it to yourself to be strong. You owe it to yourself to be successful and never, ever let anybody take you out of your character. Agreed. That's my opinion. But I mean, what's your, what's your feel on it?
2: I mean, I've been in both positions as the person coming in, um, and I, to to kind of give it on a different side because I've definitely felt on the other on that side as well of mm. being like, oh, I'm sitting sitting quite pretty, um, <laughs> and uh, I don't really feel like anyone else needs to be here right now because I'm killing the game. Um, yeah. But it was lonely and it's hard. It's yeah, so much harder. Even like sitting in audio, in where I am now, I don't. People think I have more power than I do. Sometimes I have a lot of sway i have a lot of people's ear i have built relationships that gives me the ability to recommend or put people on in some respects actually um and i am still somewhat selective about that and that comes down to just the relationships that i have or have not built yet um so that kind of puts me in a really tricky place because i do definitely want to support and um give opportunities where i can but i'm also really aware of how precarious my position is Mm. because i am still the only person here not because someone else hasn't come along um but just because the nature of it is they really fully haven't allowed anyone else in Mm. and i'm like i'm still looking for the person that i can then come up behind me whether that's a black man an asian woman i don't care it just needs to not be all the white men i'm facing off with um so yeah that's been that's tough because it's I'm aware of like what relationships are really fruitful and which ones aren't. And so I'm always very much like, if I give this opportunity, you cannot jeopardize my position because it's like any referral situation. Like I'm not going to refer you for you to come and embarrass me now. (laughs) Like I'm not going to do it. So (laughs) don't ask me to put you in this position. And then the next thing you do is nonsense. Like I need to know that the person that I'm recommending or um, giving like an opportunity to is going to, come with like a solid work ethic who I can trust will be in a position is going to take full advantage of the situation um, and not because it will just benefit me, but because it will benefit them and not come from that place of entitlement. Like you deserve right. to just have this um, because I still work for it and there still needs to be an element of that. So I still feel like there's probably elements of me that's coming from that place of fear or um, yeah, just fear and reluctance. And then on the other side of that, Being the person that felt like um, I was coming in to take someone else's job, that woman made my job a living hell. (laughs) Like it was so (laughs) unpleasant. I actually, and I knew I was leaving as well actually in that situation. Um, I was leaving, I knew I was my my end date was already set from the moment I walked yeah. through the door for that job. So it was less awkward, but I found that you're right, it did pull me out of my character, even being the one yeah. in that situation, because I became a really mean and horrible person. And I've run into that woman at least two other times in life and I will not speak to her. Like I will not do it.
3: Corporate can make you um a horrible person. It really can. I, I when I was working Incorporate. I wasn't a horrible person. Actually, I didn't think I was a horrible person. But then when I when I came out of it, my friends were like, "You were you were shitty when you was working. Yeah. You were such. You were so much of a better person coming out of it. Um, and and that's what you know." The the whole situation with corporate is what happens is they place labels on you and they Mm -hmm. place expectations on you. And what you have to do is is pull yourself from from that nonsense sometimes. So like on your lunches, try and move away from that um, and realize that you bring value, but also own your position. You know, like Ava DuVernay just did an interview and she was talking about, actually, I am a black female Filmmaker, like, yeah, you can call me that. I will own it because that is what it is. So, yeah, I have come into this position because maybe I am going to be the only one and I fit a quota, but you know what? I know I have value and I'm going to show you how much value I have Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to bounce when I want to leave, you know? Re, redefine and, and reconstruct the narrative so that it suits you own where it is. But just know, just know like no one really gets hired if they're not, if they're not good enough, if they can't exactly. really do the job. They don't just pick up random people off the street and say, Hey, we're <laughs> going to hire you yeah. just because you fit this description. You have to be good. So you are good. Yeah. So get rid of that imposter syndrome for one and just accept that. Yeah, you are a black woman doing this thing or maybe you're a white woman or an Asian woman doing this thing mm-hmm. and you're going to bring it because that is, that that's your job yeah. to bring it absolutely
2: and i think that's everything
3: oh we've come
2: to the end of listener questions <laughs> those are good questions yeah they that were really good
3: they, yeah they, they they did actually i think
2: y'all are I really think, bringing it
3: yeah start. i love it as it as we're progressing like the questions are getting like more intense last week was hot <laughs> last week last month was hard um there were yeah, some tough questions today was good like thank <laughs> like, you for the questions and the support you. and stuff they were like complimenting us and I think that was cool.
2: We're doing good work. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. high five. high yeah. <laughs> She's across that. the room, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near each other. Um, if you want to send us a question for March, uh, when Prisca is back, please email them to wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. You can also email them to Prisca as well.
3: P-R-I-S-C-A at M-O-Y-E-S-A
2: dot C-O. Yep. Yeah. Um, or you can tweet them to either one of us at yeah. Priska Moyessa and at Wannabe Podcast. Um, all of that stuff will be in the show notes. So we're going to say bye to Priska because she's got a dash, <laughs> and we've <laughs> kept her long <laughs> enough. Thank you it was so a pleasure much. Having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for your questions, and a huge thank you to our expert Priska Moyessa for sharing her knowledge with us. If you'd like to find out more about Priska, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at. Prisca Moyesa, that's P R I S C A M O Y E S A. And you can find out more about her agency by visiting moyesa.co. If you would like your question to be read out next month in March's episodes with Prisca, you can submit them at wannabepodcast.com and select Ask a Question, or you can send them to wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. This podcast is created by the Shoutout Network. To find out more about membership, visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. If this podcast has helped you in any way by giving you some really useful actions that you've carried forward in your life, then please do let me know about it by leaving a review on iTunes and also tell a friend. That is the biggest thing. I love receiving DMs and tweets and comments to say that you found the episodes so useful and helpful and inspiring. So please do keep that going and keep the podcast live by sharing with a friend. Follow Wannabe at Wannabe Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and you can get extended show notes listing all the tools and resources that we've mentioned in this episode and past episode uh, at wannabepodcast.com. I will see you next week. Bye.